This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Welcome to the Bartender Journey Podcast number 161. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits and cocktail and bartending events as well. Uh, I'm just back from the Bar Institute event in Baltimore, and it was amazing and incredible, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it in a minute. And uh, But today we're going to uh, have a great interview here recorded with Mimi Burnham, and uh, we recorded it just before our April USBG New York chapter meeting and uh it was a little noisy in the bar but uh we had an awesome talk and uh she's been bartending in new york for um for, for a while uh from crazy nightclubs back in the day now to the great bar porch light in case you're not familiar with porch light it's the first dedicated cocktail bar from danny meyer's restaurant group it's an awesome place and they're doing amazing cocktails and the staff and the hospitality is just incredible mimi's been a member of the usbg united states bartenders guild for quite a while now and uh, I'm going to ask her to explain to you why it's such a great thing to do. You've heard me talk about it some, and uh, I just wanted somebody else to tell you what a great thing it is to do. So uh, we'll talk about that with Mimi in a minute. But first, let's do our Book of the Week. I've probably done this one before as Book of the Week, but let's make it Danny Myers Setting the Table, The Transforming Power of Hospitality in Business. Uh, it talks all about hospitality, management, business development, and empowering your employees, and, and, and a lot more. It's a great book for uh, anybody in the hospitality industry, but there's lessons in there, really, for anybody who's in the business world, anyone who has contact with customers or clients, which is pretty much everybody, right? We'll have links to that up on bartenderjourney.net, and you'll see an Amazon link. Anytime you click through an Amazon link on bartenderjourney.net, click through to Amazon. You're helping out the show a little bit, whether you buy that book or uh, or something else, or uh, one of the products I, uh, I have linked up there. Uh, whether you click, if you go to bartenderjourney.net, click through to Amazon and you buy whatever you buy in that sort of session, I guess you call it, uh, helps out the show just a little bit. doesn't cost you any extra. I'd appreciate it. Next, let's do our cocktail of the week, and it's the Mary Pickford. Uh, this recipe first appeared in Gourmet Magazine in 1943. It's named for the silent film star of that name, and uh, she also co-founded United Artists. And uh, this drink was uh, attributed to a bartender named Eddie Wilkie, and uh, he also invented the El Presidente cocktail. He, he went to Cuba during Pro- Prohibition at 10 Bar and uh, did some great things down there, apparently. So uh, here's the recipe. Two ounces of white rum. I used Montagna from Colorado. They were nice enough to send a uh, sample bottle my way, and uh, it's great stuff, delicious. Uh, We're going to take two ounces of that, one ounce of pineapple juice, one bar spoon of grenadine, one bar spoon maraschino liqueur, and we're going to shake that all up with ice, and we're going to double strain that into a chilled coupe glass and garnish it with a brandy cherry. It's delicious. I had one of those at um, at uh, Herbs and Rye in Las Vegas recently. It was it was really good. All right, let's get back to Bar Institute and. Uh it was an amazing event. It was just an amazing event uh, down in Baltimore. There were four, four or two full days of classes. We we, we spent we, we got there on uh, on a Sunday and left Wednesday. But uh, Monday, Tuesday, there were two full days of classing classes, uh, tasting rooms, and sponsored parties by the brands. Uh, it was it was incredible. Uh, this whole trip's very affordable, by the way. And uh, you know, if you've been not that I would ever discourage anybody from going to Tales of the Cocktail because it's an amazing event, but uh, it, this this trip you can do for less money. So, And uh, they take this show on the road. It started as Portland Cocktail Week, uh, but now they take the show on the road, and next will be in Phoenix, Arizona, May 1st through 3rd. And uh, if you're anywhere in the Southwest, uh, you might want to think about that one. Next, they'll be in Austin, Texas, June 12th through 14th. 
Miami, August 21st through 23rd. Uh, Portland, back in Portland, uh, September 25th through 27th. And then what they're calling the Nationals, they'll be in New York, November 6th through 10th. And I'm sure that's going to be epic. So many classes going on. There's about like set, six to eight classes going on at any one get one uh, one particular time. And they have them broke, broken up into um, tracks. So for instance, I chose the bar consultancy and uh, brand ambassador track. And, uh, the, but there's like, you know, uh, master mixology, I think was one of them and uh, bar ownership. And uh, it, it, the, the presenters were incredible. And the, the classes were just, uh, just great. I, I was scribbling notes the entire time. And I just can't wait to go back and review them all. But uh, so, but they have a new program now, Bar Institute, where you can apply to uh, get certified by Brand Institute in one of those particular tracks. So, uh, so like I said, I, ch- I chose uh, consultancy and brand ambassador- ambassadorship. And uh, so, uh, after you rec- after you finish a certain amount of uh, hours of in that tract, uh, which you might have to actually go to two conferences to it- <laughs> to accomplish that because uh, you need to do twenty hours. And uh, so anyway, uh, you're assigned a mentor and you're given quizzes and you're, you're assigned a project to do. And I'm, I'm so excited about this. So uh, for, for more, institute, for more informa- information on Bar Institute, uh, their website is thebarinstitute.com. And uh, I'll have links to that on the Bartender Journey website as well. And breaking news, it looks like next week on this very show, Bartender Journey, we're going to get a chance to talk to Brittany and Lindsay from Bar Institute. They worked so hard to put on this amazing event, and I can't wait to talk to them about it at length, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. And uh, so we're looking like that's going to happen next week on this show. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you have any questions about how to do that, you can head over to bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe, and uh, there's various ways to do it. Or if you're on an iPhone, you can just go to your podcast app. App, search for Bartender Journey and it should pop right up. And that way you'll be subscribed and uh, as soon as new shows are available, they'll pop right up on your phone. They'll download automatically and you'll also be able to browse the back catalog there. So uh, that's a good thing to do, I think. Hey, I want to thank Nightclub and Bar on their website, nightclub.com. They, there was an article, Seven Best Hospitality Podcasts, and guess which was one of the seven? That's it, Bartender Journey. So thanks, guys. All right, let's talk to Mimi from Porchlight. Hey, well, we're here for the USBG meeting, but uh, we'll get a little uh, little chat in first. Yes, this will sir. be fun. So uh, you work at the famous uh, Porchlight, yeah. which is just uh, just about a year old now, right? You know, it, uh, we just turned a year old um, March 2nd. Yeah. So uh, that was really an interesting uh, culmination of um, events and yeah. a lot of effort and a lot of pride yeah, went into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's Very a great, great cocktail program there. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. You were on the opening team, obviously, right? Yes, yes, part of the opening team. Um, I got brought on pretty early on. I had to wrap up a couple things. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. And we started training out a little delayed in the beginning, but we were all patient, and yeah. sure enough. So, so it's a Danny Meyer restaurant. How's, how's that? Yeah, Danny's a wonderful guy. Yeah. You know, had I known 20 years ago about what kind of fellow he was in the organization that he was running, my career probably would have been very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, better late than never, I always say. Yeah, you know, yeah. So he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. It's a great organization. People yeah. are really cool. Yeah, You know, yeah. and they treat you with respect. And That's we're great. all very like-minded, so it's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it pretty corporate or not? It doesn't not seem really. To be. No, no, because you know I think that wouldn't work so well with me. I'm yeah. a little bit of a wild child, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, bearing that in mind, um, yeah, no, it's not. It, it 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 is corporate, I guess. You know, really, in the in, at the in the end, but yeah. it doesn't. The attitude is not. Yeah. You know, so that's what's really um, 
endearing for me. I like the way they brought me in, and I just, you know, it's like hugs all around. Nice, I mean that, nice. yeah. Is, is each place uh, sort of to its own, or is there a lot of... Uh like oversight or, or does each place kind of run itself or you know we're, we're pretty self-sufficient yeah um i know a little bit more about you know from of course living in new york city all these decades you know i've definitely you know gone into the various places you know aside yeah. from the modern i have never dined there mm. but um really we're, we're just our own little island you yeah. know i mean even though we are a spin out of uh, blue smoke because of mark maynard parisi this was actually his brainchild okay and um so we really are an offshoot of blue smoke uh -huh. but um really i don't really see any uh you know commonalities aside from a smoker <laughs> you know yeah. but really that's in a lot of places but yeah yeah they just let us we're pretty self-sufficient cool yeah. well yeah i really the like kids. the uh yeah the, the, the cocktails are great i love that you have a, a cocktail on tap every day that's yeah. fun yeah yeah that's really fun and we're we're fixing on changing that soon so there's going to be a lot more happening with that Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, can't say too much because oh, right. you know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm cool. jazzed. Yeah, it's yeah. got my brains. My brain's really going on overload. You know, the creativity. They really, uh, they encourage us to really, That's you great. know, yeah. get out of your comfort zone. Isn't that so important? And do stuff. I mean, yeah, it's very important. I've worked at places where you just like stifled and you have there's no room for creativity and it's just like it's I can't not good. stand yeah. it. No, no. I mean, how are you going to encourage anybody to you know grow? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in the end, like, you know, I was really, you know, all of us are very creative types that work there. You yeah. know, um, we have a very common personality trait. I think it's mostly like our humor and, and hospitality yeah. edge. But um, we're all super creative and come from different aspects of bartending, you know. So bearing that in mind with the uh, styles and everything of uh, different types of bartending, they just want you to keep going out of your comfort zone. And at first that was hard for me. Yeah. You know, and they just, you know, do it, do it, do it. So, you know, you, you end up with a couple clunkers here and there. You yeah, know? yeah. But really, it all ends up, like, leading towards, you know, a wonderful um, spectrum of creativity. So, yeah, you might have, like, two or three that are like, you know, okay, they're okay cocktails, but they're not, you know, are really incredible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that fourth one, you're like, bing, you know, yeah, you hit them with yeah. a load. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask if there's any way we could turn the music down yeah, first. Sure. We'll Take pause here for a second. All right. Quiet. It's quiet now. There we go. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> better recording and easier to hear you. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, I, I went to um, a seminar recently with Eric Castro there and uh, Alex Day, and they were talking about um, management techniques, and that was a big thing. It was like, you know, yeah. encourage, you know, constant education to, you know, oh, yeah. it, it makes, it just makes your employees more uh, loyal and want to be there, you know? Sure. And, I mean, in, in the end, I really think um, if you don't water your flowers, mm. you know, they're never going to yeah. grow. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know? Yeah. And you have to deadhead them, too. <laughs> you know? And I don't mean nobody's leaving, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, you just have to pinch them off here and there, and, you know, you're going to end up with, like, a whole bunch more sprouts. And, yeah. and that's really, you know, I get back to the comparison of that with the, uh, you know, going through different cocktail recipes and finding, you know, yeah. what hits. Can you, can you talk about designing a cocktail menu? Because it's... it's, it's you know, it's tricky. It's not. It's really it's not organic. Yeah. In the end, the, the best kinds of, of cocktail menu designs are organic. And, you know, all of us walk around with our moleskin books. You know, yeah. we all have them, yep, you yep. know. And um, it's funny how bartenders are still, like, we're still pretty pen and paper people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, even though we do, you know, I transition mine into, um, you know, uh, I have little apps and stuff that I put them into. But, you know, you start basically with the pen and paper, yeah. you know, because that's just, I don't, I don't have a phone behind the bar ever. Yeah. You know, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that looks really tacky. Yeah. <laughs> so I always leave mine in my locker. But, but, um, yeah, really, it's whenever you feel any kind of um, desires or, or, or you see something or, you know, something encourages you. you know, there's always going to be some kind of little 
points in life, like might be a flower, might be a sky. Sometimes it might be like I'm, I had a tea and I'm like, oh my God, this tea's really good. You know, mm. can I make this into a cocktail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, many years back, that's when I started infusing um, vermouth with chai. Mm. I was like one of the first ones to start doing that. I was, you know, it was really yeah, my, 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 yeah, my better half really likes chai <laughs> soy lattes, you know. Right. So I was like, well, how can I make that into a cocktail, yeah. you know, without nice. the dairy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to give that a try. Yeah, it's tasty. But, you know? um, yeah, so that's what it, you know, goes into um, really bringing everybody on and saying, okay, what have you got? You know, that's how Nick Bennett is, is really good at this, you know. Uh-huh. And he, you know, brings us around, let me see what you got, let me see what you got, you know. Yeah. So it might just even be like a piece. It might be like maybe a different type of syrup or it might be a combination of liquors that you found and you didn't really quite get to that cocktail recipe yet. But between um, the creative team that we have that, you know, seriously eight incredible talented bartenders mm. um it it comes to be you yeah. know so it's really uh, we we do it as a team and we're a strong team and you know we encourage like everybody you know when one rises we all do and yeah. you know it's, it's just it's family yeah you know and i've been in this business a little bit so <laughs> it's really neat to see a, a crew like this really working together and yeah. you know encouraging and there's there's no drama there's no you know, nuttiness. It's just wonderful. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Lucky. But the, but the list as a whole, like, uh, you know, I've, I've found doing it, you really, you just have to remember it's, this list is not for me. It's for the people that come to this bar. This is true. <laughs> and and this is where sometimes Nick gets a little bit um off and some of the fellows on, on, a, on a path, you know, like, you know, bitter's really cool, but, you know, yeah. it's not for everybody, yeah, you yeah. know, and yes, you need to have some bitter cocktails on there, but you also need to have some, you know, softer, you know, moderate balanced cocktails as well, because the general public, you know, isn't necessarily going to all be drinking bitter cocktails. Right, you know, right. you do have to look at your Cosmos and daiquiris and, you know, don't make them so bone chilling bracing that, you know, you I'm always said that if you drink too much citrus, you know, how many repeat times are you going to order that drink? Yeah. You know, your body just can't handle it. Yeah, You know, yeah. so it's really a balance. Um, I really stink at naming them. Yeah, just like, I know, it's hard, right? I'm horrible <laughs> at that, yeah. So uh, when, when it's my turn for, because uh, when we open, whoever the opening bartender is has to create two new cocktails that day for the happy hour, a light and a dark, meaning color of oh, spirit. Wow. So that's where our creative juices are constantly going. And wow. we keep a book, too, behind the bar now with those you know some of the better recipes that we like and we're like oh let's yeah. write that one down yeah. so and i think we're starting to get like a little bit of a porch like greatest hits in the works <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it's hard to come up with something new every day sometimes i'm just like it, it'll be something i saw in the subway or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I tend to lean on the managers i'm like you know you got to help me with this you know I'll come yeah. up with the drinks and i'm like ah I'm well, drawing a blank. I read somewhere that the best-selling cocktail is a vodka cocktail at, at Port Yes, Lake. yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, w- you know, as we reinvent the cocktail world, you know, all of us, yeah. these uh, creative bartenders, you know, all, all across the city, in the end, you know, vodka pays the bills, yeah. okay? Let's, let's yeah. you know, it is it is a giant. It's a behemoth, and, and it's not going to go away. Yeah, bourbon is really fast-growing. Yeah. You know, I embrace this, and, and I happen to be a bourbon and rye lover myself, Yeah. you know? But, you know, you have to pay attention to what people want. I mean, it's, it's yeah. We treat it as our living room, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's a place of business. Right. Yeah. You know, and I always said, you know, I will treat somebody that orders a vodka soda with the same kind of ethical, you know, politeness and hospitality as somebody that orders a Sazerac. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to judge them on what they're drinking. I think that's a horrible thing. I know. You know, yeah. you'll never see that person again. I, I know. know. What is that about? It was so funny. I was at... I was out in Vegas for the nightclub and bar show and, and uh, went to Herbs and Rye, which is a great, oh, yeah, great sure. bar. Yeah, they got I a had, great program. I hadn't been there before. Lovely and, guys. And there was, you know, lots of bartenders and cocktail nerds in the place. And, and a group comes in, you know, they ordered like a Last Word and a Mary Pinkford and a screwdriver. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, I was like <laughs> standing next to the guy. I was kind of taken aback with bartender didn't 
didn't change, you know, no. didn't change face, didn't phase yeah. him at all. See, and, and he had you some know, beautiful fresh squeezed orange juice, of course. There's the, there's <laughs> the difference right there, because yeah. that's that's a beautiful cocktail when it's fresh squeezed. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. when it, when it's orange juice coming out of a gun, not so much. Yeah, right. I've found the menu that I had to do recently. Um, I found using words that people recognize, like mojito or Southside, helps. Yeah. you know, so it's a it cucumber and basil mojito. You know, yeah. so hey, you know, that's that sounds. That's good. where the descriptors come in. You know, yeah. I'm I'm a big proponent. I mean, you don't have to lay out the entire specs of a cocktail on, on a cocktail menu, yeah. but it's really good to give people an idea, the consumer um, client, uh, what they're looking at, you yeah. know, because it's like, okay, maybe they do like vodka, but they don't particularly care for cucumber. You know, you have to make sure that people know that that's in there, right. you know, or yeah. ginger or this or that, you know, because maybe, you know, it might say, hey, you know, maybe I do want to try that when they might not have because it was vodka based or bourbon based or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I do believe that the descriptors need to be in there as much as possible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's an important aspect of that. Sometimes overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, because we all keep secrets, you know, tricks up our sleeves. Yeah, right. But, you know, you do need to have some kind of level of uh, transparency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I want to hear about working at the Palladium. What oh, was that like? Decades and decades <laughs> and decades ago. Oh, my God. I was a kid. Um, yeah, so that was when I first started out. Um, I lied, said that I had experience, <laughs> read the Mr. Boss's Bar Guide this is well before Jonathan Bagash had edited it. So it was the original version, got a job at a, a Seacliff Yacht Club, and in two months I was the head bartender. Nice. So, you know, they could see that there was, there was a skill set there. Yeah. And um, from there I ended up um, in Manhattan because I was working in the music business um, at the time. And I, I was just a wild kid. And we were bouncing around, you know. It was a lot of bouncing around. And it's not like now I have a little bit more of a commitment to my employer, right, <laughs> right. gratefully. But, yeah, back in the day I worked um, at the VIP room, uh, the Sweeney Todd room at the Palladium, nice. which, um, mm-hmm. you know, was a big giant joint, <laughs> an entire city block, you know, 14th Street. It's oh, now yeah, dormitories, yeah. 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 And um, I, I would do the rooftop um, at Danceteria. Oh, you wow. know, so that was seasonal, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, WC and um, Chichi Valenti, um, WC is sadly in heaven, but Chichi's still around, and uh, they were the bartenders on the third floor, okay. and they were really um, inspirational to me. You know, I've taken a piece of all these bartenders that I've known and met or watched, yeah. and they've all become like a, a, a part of me, you right. know, in homage. Yeah. You know, because I the ones <laughs> I respect, I I try and see something that they do, and it just you know I respect them so much that it just becomes a part uh-huh. of, of of my being. But yeah, those are crazy times. I mean, it. The whole scene in New York City then was an entirely different thing, you know. It just was the way it was. It was yep. just the, the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. But I still remember one time, I think I, I was there at the Todd room for not long, like maybe two, three months, you know. But it was a really fast, fast time, you know, because yeah. it was the VIP room. And the VIP room back then <laughs> meant a lot because it was a big, big space. It wasn't like a tiny little room. Right. It was a big space. And I remember Tom Jones, the singer, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. who was like, you know, old enough to be my pops back then, you know. <laughs> He's like trying to pick me up. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy, you know. I wasn't quite prepared for that, you know. But he was a nice guy, but, you know, <laughs> these are the kind of things that happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was another place called Edelweiss um, that was on, I think it was 10th Avenue up in the 40s. And uh, it was a strange, strange bar. It was a, there was a diner, uh-huh. a 24-hour diner, and then there was a bar, and then there was a nightclub in the basement. <laughs> and it was um, a transgender place, you know, like there was, you know, uh-huh. all these, the, the basement was where the uh, go-go girls, quotes, uh, were working. <laughs> and I I think I, it appears I was the only biological woman that actually worked there. <laughs> so I don't know what they were thinking, but, you know, it was cool. Um, that's when, um, you know, Patricia Field and all these other fun people that were part of my life back then, we were, you know, they'd be regulars. Yeah, so right. I worked there for a little bit, too. You know, it was nice. But I bounced around a lot back then, you yeah. know, as, as, as any young bartender should. Yeah. You know, and this right. is where you get your bones and you learn a lot. And 
1992, though, I was named uh, Long Island Bartender of the Year, and that was oh, wow. my skill set with a blender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think might be making a comeback. Daiquiri, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I made all kinds of really cool elixirs, and you know, it's just to me, um, liquor is kind of a medium, a liquid medium for me for for culinary expression. Yeah. You know, so the blender really gives you even a higher adaptability, and you know, yeah. I, I've always been crafting cocktails. I just didn't know what it was, and people made fun of me, and you yeah. know, I didn't care. Yeah. You know, I held true to myself. Right. Yeah. But yeah, all these these nightclub scenes back then were just so much fun. It's such you know, it was like entire city blocks. You know, I it was know. just huge, Lime, massive. I was, I was more on limelight guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more the palladium. Yeah, I fun. mean, you know, back then I was just slinging drinks. I mean, my God, I'd be wearing shorts and boots, and <laughs> I'd be covered in in yeah. vodka. But yeah. at the end of the night, yeah, yeah. you know, and sticky triple stacker, something <laughs> blue. You know, because really it was just it was we were just banging out vodka sodas, vodka sodas. You know that yeah. that part hasn't changed too much. Yeah, right. You know, and people were just you know. That was that was it. It wasn't anything fancy. You know, there was no old fashions and no, you know, no, no, you know. You guys but, are doing a blue drink, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. we get that crazy <laughs> mix fixated with blue. You know, so I, I started getting fixated with pink. I was like, man, eh, balance this area. Yeah, yeah, the gunmetal blue, wonderful drink. You yeah, know, it's just a really cool balance of flavor. I like I like flaming things. So <laughs> it was great that you know he's like, let's flame the orange. I'm like, perfect. You know, so that that was that was really made me happy. You know, so I just like uh, flaming Angostura bitters or anything. You know, it just changes the flavors you know it's, yeah. like, it's not just a shtick yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so and then i just read today that you won the um i didn't realize that you won a competition last year or a couple years ago the uh, wild turkey competition yeah well you know it wasn't necessarily um so much as a competition in oh. that um it was you had to write an essay it's behind the barrel oh and and and, and they handpicked um about it was I think it was thirty of us from across the country, but it was essay driven, oh, okay. which is a very very different. And you also had to create a cocktail, okay. but you know that was a totally different. Co- you know, talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> now you had to write an essay, which is definitely a different yeah. aspect. And that really had, um, I think it was about like sixty percent of the score. Was, was the essay Ooh. aspect. And it was wow. through the United States Bartenders Guild, you know, national. Uh-huh. And um, it was Jimmy and Eddie Russell. So I was part of the inaugural class of Behind the Barrel. Okay. And um, that was a really cool thing because, um, you know, it, it was a new concept of, co- of contest for bartenders, yeah. you know. And now we're seeing that being a little bit more driven. And um, Wild Turkey's on their second class. They just had a second class. and But the point being that um, Jimmy and Eddie Russell were just this inaugural class it was so welcoming mm-hmm. I mean it was incredible and it was really neat I mean they took care of us and treated us like we were like rock stars <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're just lovely people and they treated us like family and we even um, stayed on the grounds in these like um, white tents like glamping oh, wow. you know but I, I remember waking up in the morning because you know here we are in, in, in Kentucky you know yeah. and waking up in the morning the dew's on the ground and everything and I looked and I was going to the to the bathrooms and I see all these tents and I'm like oh my god you know it looks like the Civil War yeah. <laughs> And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> but no, it's like jeepers, you know. But for a matter of like, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, some years, you know, a couple of about 10 decades, you know, herein lies the difference. You know, yeah. we're all like, yeah, ooh, yeah that right. was fun. But I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, they may not like my French kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I and he's grew up a lot in, in France, right? Paris, yeah. Paris? yeah. 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 My uh, my my daddy um, was a Francophile. He met my mom in Paris. He was going to the Sorbonne. So my brother was born in Paris. But oh, wow. he wanted the second one. That would be me um, to be born in America. So indeed, I was born in America, but raised over there. Oh wow! So um, you know, je suis française. Oui, c'est la vérité, ça. Nice. <laughs> so people can't tell by my fine, uh, you know, Parisian accent. <laughs> but yes, I um, it's a big part of me. You know, uh, being French is 
a really important part of me. As soon as I could see a flame, a gas flame, yeah, I was starting to learn how to cook. And, oh, great, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's part of the family heritage of, you know, all good French people. And, you know, when, when you're a kid in America, they send you to 4-H camp sometimes if you're lucky enough to go to the country, you know. And the uh, Parisian city kids, you know, they go to Cordon Bleu camp. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a <laughs> whole different thing. So when I came here to America, they put me in... Um, Home economics. And that was pretty funny because I showed up with my own crepe pan <laughs> and I made crepe Suzette's flambéed with Gros Marnier because my mom gave me a little jelly jar of <laughs> Gros nice. Marnier. Imagine that these days, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So the teacher was like, whoa, you know, she took those crepes right to the teacher's lounge and they, they put me in a wood shop, which I think I was the first chick to do that. So that was really cool. And I love, you know, being able to use power tools ever since. You know, yeah. I felt like that was a great thing. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's talk a little bit about the USBG and, and why people should join because, you know, uh, I'm yes. a brand new member. And uh, this yes. is only my second meeting, oh. and I've already encouraged one of my listeners to join. This will be his first meeting if he if he doesn't have to work today. Oh, so, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I've been part of the USBG um, for a, a great number of years now. Um, I sought them out early on too, even when I was um, bartending at the uh, yacht club in the very beginning. But you know, I just I, I thought it was a bunch of older white guys, and you know, yeah. I was like, well, I'm already getting that at work, you know. So yeah, I skipped right. on the first round. But um, when I re-entered, um, the the coming back to being bartending again, but gosh, like 10 years ago, now a decade ago, I joined the USBG because I was like, you know, a little rusty. I want to get my education on. They offered great value in education. Yeah. And it was a really, really cool group. And, and I've been growing with them. And I just, I can't say enough good things about it. And, and plus, when you pay your $125 a year now, because now it's 125 it is tax deductible. So, you know, make sure you tell your CPA. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. You know, so there's added value. But I swear it's the best money I've ever spent because yeah. each year I count up, you know, what I got in seminars and traveling and, know. you know, this, that, and the other thing, you know, bottle here, bottle there. And it well exceeds the amount of money I spent. Oh, yeah. and, and it just makes me a, a more confident um, bartender. I also like that, you know, we could do all kinds of networking and yeah. I get to meet different people that I'm in normally, you know, because yeah, I, exactly. I don't, you know, I work a lot, so I don't always go out late at night because it takes me a little harder, a little longer to recuperate, right. you know, after <laughs> after a binger. So um, <laughs> this is just a better way to do it. I like I like daytime activities, yeah, you know, for, especially on a networking level. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have the um, New York City um the proud chapter we're hosting the united states bartenders guild northeast regional conference uh-huh. which is going to be happening uh, may one through four we're going to have 100 of the top bartenders from uh, the northeast region mm-hmm. you know invading our city and yeah. uh, i'm chair of the host committee wow. i don't know how i got wrangled into that thanks <laughs> thanks pam and bob yeah um but indeed it happened um as well as um Lana Galani is on the on committee. So is uh, John Garda, uh, myself, Adrian Oaks. You know, there's a lot of great people. Trish, um, we got a whole bunch of fun people um, helping us. And see, now I'm starting to name names, and that's just a dangerous thing. Forgive me, <laughs> forgive me, my fellow my fellow volunteers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I hurt you all. Um, but yeah, so the interesting part is that you're gonna have. Um, each chapter sending about 10 people. At least that was the prerequisite. Some of them didn't want to send, you know, all 10. So um, we've made it all, you know, work. But um, every chapter is going to be represented. And that's um, Maine, Boston, Rhode Island, Connecticut, um, Rochester, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, D.C., New York. I think I got them all. Yeah, it's like nine. Okay. Dead nine yeah. So it's it's an impressive um, group of people. Now, I went to the uh, regional conference um, three years ago in Pittsburgh. 
Uh-huh. And then I went again last year in Philadelphia. And so, you know, this year it's New York City. So I think um, going forward, we're probably going to look at every other year because it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. I bet. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to be announcing at the meeting that um, we've developed a Google survey to sign up volunteers. Mm-hmm. And um, USBG members in good standing that sign up for the um, volunteering for two shifts. <laughs> oh, stand by. Uh, <laughs> opening the uh, gates here. The steel curtain's like going up. Yeah. <laughs> like- so um, if they if they sign up to volunteer for two shifts, we're going to waive their uh, annual membership for next year. So they're oh, going to wow. get a free one. So I think that's a pretty good in- incentive to yeah. uh, get them out. Plus, they're going to be able to, you know, take part in some seriously, seriously cool and kick-ass events that we have planned. Yeah, so what's, you know. what's going on? Can you tell well, some you of Well, you know, it? some of it's like a little top secret, yeah, you know, because okay. we want to keep it as a surprise. But yeah. I can tell you that we've got a lot, a lot of partners involved in this. And um, it's really going to run the gamut. Um, we're going to be all over in, in all the boroughs, you know. So, really? yeah, we're trying Staten to... Staten Island, too? Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it's a funny thing. Um, actually, we do. We have, uh, there's one outing that if they want to take the Staten Island Ferry, we even plan for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the, um, you know, extras that when I they have a little I a lot of my time. growing up in Staten Island. Okay, yeah, <laughs> apparently there's a bar on the other side that we're supposed to go have a drink and then uh, <laughs> go back yeah. on the ferry and oh yeah. oh there's a bar right there yeah there's yeah. a bar right there at Staten Island so that's yeah. that's really uh, actually there's it, one now in the ferry terminal but yeah then the one across the street yeah no I think we're gonna go like a, you know the one that was uh, that's been around for a while right outside of the uh, I think yeah, it's like a it used block to be or two called the terrace terrace grill and okay. uh, now it's I forget what it's called now <laughs> but it's but like it's right there right it's right there yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're encouraging people to do it. Yeah, so it looks like uh, we'll be getting their toes into uh, Staten Island, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan. You know, I don't think the Bronx. So, you know, I'm not I'm not slighting the Bronx. None of us are. But it was a little tricky to organize, you know, 100 people plus volunteers. Yeah. Plus, it's like herding kittens because we're pretty much going to be taking them around on the subway. Yeah, yeah. So that's the way we want them to <laughs> experience the, that. Yeah, that's yeah, the way to get around. It's the way to do it. But, you know, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that part, but that's right. <laughs> uh, you know. How lost can you really get now? Everybody has a phone. Yeah. Everybody has a little computer in their pocket. So That's right. Can't get yeah. too lost. We're going to make sure they have maps and everything. And they're all going to have their own um, Metro card. You know, so, yeah. So we, we are, uh, you know, volunteers. We're going to leave no man behind. You know? yeah, right. That's pretty much the motto for uh, the four days that we're working this. Yeah. But, yeah, lots of really cool events. Everything from, uh, you know, there'll be uh, SED talks with uh, – Iconic New York bartenders and cool. you know all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if I say too much more, Pam yeah, will probably yeah. kick my ass. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep it on the download. But I can tell you that it's gonna be a really, really, really incredible. And um, really, it is geared towards the uh, chapters that are visiting from out of town. So the only way for the most part, that um, New York City USBG members can actually see and partake in this is by volunteering. Oh, okay. Because it, it, you know we we will have to do a. A stop at the door because you know I'm 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 a little concerned about crack control in some of these aspects. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and um, you know it's just the way it goes. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm in. I'll volunteer for some. I have no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> Put you on the front lines. Awesome. <laughs> Probably have to work Sunday, but the rest of Monday, that, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm good. There you go. All you got to do is two two shifts, and 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 when we got you in. All right. You know, cool. for a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but it'll be really cool. I mean, it's we we've, we've done like a lot a lot of work. We've been planning this for about. Say seven, eight months now. We meet every Monday. You know, this is pure volunteer driven. Yeah. And you know, yeah, we all have. We're all busy. You know, yeah. we're all busy, busy people. Right. And you know, we're taking the time to do this because we love yeah. the concept of sharing information. You know, and it's like I said, when one rises, we all do. And, exactly. You know, it's pretty exactly. much my mantra. You know, awesome. stick it with that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks. <laughs> this is such a great talk. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you and, so much uh, for taking the time to speak with me. Ah, oh, it's fun. I really appreciate it. You know. Uh-huh. And uh, so we're going to drink some plantation rum, it looks like, today. I'm really jazzed about that. I like that rum. Yeah, I love Brittany.
Yeah, Brittany, Brittany could do no wrong in my hand. Brittany yeah. Luttrell is it is now, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had not met her before. Oh, uh, yeah. She, she married Jason recently, who used to be uh, president of USPG, incidentally, when, uh, when I first joined. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we go back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's at uh, Critical Mass now. Great guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Me too. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. That was great. You know, the first time I met Mimi, I just knew she had the uh, the bar business in her in, in her heart, really. And uh, she's an awesome person and uh, a lot of fun to talk to, a lot of fun, fun to hang out with at the bar. So go see her at Porchlight. You won't regret it. We'll do our weekly toast in just a minute. But uh, first, I'll remind you, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. The website is bartenderjourney.net. And on that website, you'll see some notes that go along with this show. And, uh, the cos- you know, you'll see also the cocktail recipe of the week and links to the other things I talked about, the book of the week. And uh, on that website, you'll also see a link for the tip cup page. And I have some swag to uh, to encourage you to go over there and check it out. It's an actual piece of a Jack Daniels barrel that was used to uh, to actually make Jack Daniels. And uh, we, when we were down in Baltimore for the Bar Institute event, Jack Daniels put on this amazing party for us, and they were making, uh, they brought down all these great guys from from the uh, plant, and uh, they were making these customized uh, etched, etched barrel staves for us. Uh, I have one that says Brian Weber Bartender Journey Podcast, but uh, you can get one that's uh, that's generic, and it's going to say Jack Daniels, gentlemen, Jack. Double mature, double excuse me, double mellowed Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Bar Institute, Baltimore, 2016, and uh, it's going to look pretty cool on your bar. And uh, I'll give you something to talk about with your guests and tell them how this was actually used to make a bottle, to make uh, Jack Daniels. Those guys were so cool to us. Uh, we were there kind of late, uh, me and a couple friends, and uh, I actually got a an entire barrel uh, head. <laughs> It was used to make Jack Daniels, and it was signed by the Barrel Master, so that was pretty neat. And uh, i got to remember to put pictures of that stuff up there. But uh, I'd love to give you some of this. And uh, so if you get over to bartenderjourney.net, go over to the Tip Cup page. Anybody who puts $30 or more into the Tip Cup to help support the Bartender Journey podcast is entered into this drawing. And uh, you might just get a piece of this barrel to put uh, behind your bar. So we'll make the deadline for that May 5th, 2016 at um, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. So, uh, yeah, get in there with a uh, help out this show. We need your help to pay pay the bills around here, and uh, you can get some swag. That'll be a random drawing for all the people that contribute $30 or more before May 5th, 2016, at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, here's our toast. To all the days here and after, may they be filled with fond memories, happiness, and laughter. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. The decisive vote of the 36th state against prohibition is happy news.